Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about the weird reason why revolving doors were invented, why people who can admit what they don't know tend to know more, and why a thought experiment called the trolley problem may be more relevant than ever. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Legend has it that revolving doors were invented for a weird reason, and the way we use them these days might be just about as strange. So let's talk about the guy who invented revolving doors, Theophilus Van Cannell. According to the podcast 99% Invisible, he came up with the idea because, quote, there was nothing he despised more than trying to walk in or out of a building and locking horns with other men in a game of, oh, you first, I insist, unquote. Yeah, he basically just didn't want to deal with figuring out who should open the door. So in 1888, he patented the first revolving door, which he called a storm door structure and included weather stripping to prevent energy loss. In 1889, the first revolving door was installed at a Times Square restaurant called Rector's. Revolving doors actually do solve a lot of problems. They help regulate temperature and air pressure, which can save up to 30% of energy costs. An MIT study also found that they exchange eight times less air than traditional doors. Sounds great, right? Well, unfortunately, that same MIT study found that only 20 to 30% of people actually use revolving doors, while the rest head for the traditional doors. And as for how people do use them, they're kind of an etiquette nightmare. The website Real Simple asked its readers whether women should go first in a revolving door situation, and about half of the readers said yes. That's at the level of chance. Not a good sign for the next time you're facing off with a stranger at a revolving door. On the other hand, Park Hyatt Chicago doorman Joe Snyder says that because the first person to go through has to do most of the pushing, a gentleman should always go first. Seems this invention is just one more example of how when you fix one problem, sometimes you create more. If you've ever been accused of being a know-it-all, then listen up. Because a series of five new studies from Pepperdine University suggest that people who can admit when they don't know something tend to actually have more knowledge. These studies measured something called intellectual humility. That means having the insight and honesty to admit when you're ignorant about or inexperienced with an issue. This is different than general humility, which is defined as the virtue of acknowledging your limitations. For a long time, scientists have associated general humility with more academic learning and better grades. That's probably because you have to realize you have things to learn in order to learn successfully. Intellectual humility is less about your general weaknesses and more about dealing specifically with intellectual fallibility. You're intellectually humble when you realize that your ideas and opinions might be wrong. It involves being open to new information and, according to the authors of the new study, a healthy independence between intellect and ego. The team engaged nearly 1,200 participants in their studies, and they used questionnaires testing participants' cognitive abilities, their predictions of those abilities, and their levels of intellectual humility. For the last part, the researchers used lots of different psychological scales and models to get more accurate results. And the team found that across the board, intellectual humility was associated with more general knowledge, though not greater cognitive ability. As in, people who are intellectually humble aren't smarter, but they do tend to know more than those who aren't. The researchers think this leg up on knowledge is because that humility leads directly to taking actions that can lead people to learn more. Things like reflective thinking, intellectual curiosity, and openness. 
The team also noted that past studies suggest that as people gain knowledge, they see an increase in intellectual humility. Basically, humility and knowledge are linked, though it's hard to know which comes first. The best thing to remember is that curiosity seems to be a good thing. The world is big, and it's impossible to know everything. And if you want to make people think you're smart, maybe the best thing to say is, I don't know. Today's episode is sponsored by KiwiCo. With KiwiCo's innovative projects, you can empower your kids to be creative, confident, and fearless in all their endeavors. KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on projects for kids to make learning about STEAM fun. They come in a subscription box, and the contents are designed by experts and tested by kids. KiwiCo makes it easy for you to work together with your child to create an engaging and fun project with several lines to choose from for kids of all ages. I stopped by to see a couple of friends last weekend and they had just gotten a Kiwi crate with a little project to make a light box with lessons on how lights and the color spectrum works. And their kids were so into it. Their six-year-old son went into like super methodical building mode, analyzing how to put it together. And he was really focused on the instructions. He kept running over to his dad and looking over his shoulder. And his little sister is about to turn five. And as soon as she saw the stickers, it was game over. <laughs> stickers actually played a role in how the thing functioned. So she got to do that and everybody still learned something. They were so into the project, there was no fighting or screaming or anything. And there was a whole second project in the box I didn't even get to see them put together. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. KiwiCo is a convenient, affordable way to encourage your children to be anything they want to be. There's no commitment and you can cancel any time. Monthly options start at $19.95 a month, including shipping. And as a Curiosity Daily listener, you can go to kiwico.com curiosity to get your first month free. Every day counts when it comes to making a difference. So don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Again, go to kiwico.com curiosity and get your first month free. That's kiwico.com curiosity. We're wrapping up with some variations on a classic thought experiment because it's the kind of thinking that we need to explore with the spread of artificial intelligence. I'm talking about the 50-year-old moral dilemma called the trolley problem. It goes like this. A runaway trolley is on a track set to hit five unsuspecting rail workers. If it hits them, they will definitely die. You happen to be standing next to a switch that could divert the train onto a separate track where only one rail worker is standing. If you flip the switch, the five workers will be saved, but the single worker will be killed. Would you flip the switch? The trolley problem was first posed in 1967, and it led to lots of variations. See if these small adjustments change your answer. What if instead of flipping a switch, you're the driver of the runaway trolley? Same options. You can do nothing and kill five workers or swerve to the left and kill one. What do you do? Or how about this one? You're standing on a footbridge above the track where the runaway trolley is about to hit five people. There's a stranger standing next to you. And if you push that stranger onto the tracks, he would die, but it would stop the trolley and save the other five workers. Do you push him? How about the same situation, but instead of that person being an innocent bystander, it's the man who cut the brakes on the trolley in the first place. Do you push him to save those five people? These slight changes in the trolley problem actually trigger different parts of our brains. In the switch-flipping scenarios, researchers have measured increased activity in the prefrontal cortex, which is associated with logic, reason, and problem-solving. But in the person-pushing scenarios, they've measured increased activity in the amygdala, which plays an important role in fear and the fight-or-flight response, among other emotional processes. Most people will never have to make a decision like the one in the trolley problem. 
but self-driving cars will. When faced with a lethal crash, do we want them to make the cool, calculated decision to kill fewer people in every scenario, even if that includes you, the driver? Or do we want them to take other elements into account? The life or death issue is a conundrum engineers face today, and it's not clear that we'll ever have the right answer. I mean, that's the big question, right? Would you buy a car that would sacrifice your life to save others? (sighs) I'm so glad I take public transit. (laughs) Let's do a quick recap of what we learned today. But first, we want to thank our patrons for supporting today's episode. A very special thank you, Ben Yerick, Gautam and Priyanka Ankum, John Friesen, Eddie Young, and Emily for supporting our show. Okay, so what did we learn today? Revolving doors were invented because somebody didn't like holding doors. And it just led to more holding door etiquette confusion. Right. When you don't know something, it's best to be honest with yourself and others about how much you know, because then you'll end up learning more. Like Socrates said, I know that I know nothing. Exactly. Wise words. And uh, variations on a classic philosophical question can really change the way it affects your brain. Yeah, everyone should just kind of stay away from railroad tracks. How about that? (laughs) If you want to learn more about today's stories, then feel free to pull up the articles. They're all on Curiosity.com and available on the free Curiosity app for Android and iOS. Join us again tomorrow for the award-winning Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Ashley Hamer. And I'm Cody Goff. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.